Before we get into it today, if you've been watching or listening to the podcast for a little bit, you know by now that when I can, I like to get out and do a little bit of hiking. We just had the first day of spring, uh, and I got out there and I, I hiked to Packwood Lake. The view as the lake opens up from the trail really is an unexpected feast for the senses, especially this time of year with there still being uh, a little bit of snow out there on the trail. The All Trails app considers this uh, a moderately challenging route, most likely for the distance. I don't think that the overall elevation gain was that bad myself. Popular for backpacking, camping, and fishing. If you're ever in the area, I definitely recommend checking out this roughly 12-mile out-and-back trail near Packwood, Washington in the Gifford Pinco National Forest. All right, you are listening to another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. I'm blessed to be here with you all today, and as always, I'm blessed to have you here with me as well. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I recently had the opportunity to give a virtual presentation on blockchain technology. We primarily covered Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, and current trends with institutional adoption. The presentation went very well. So I figured that I'd take some of the information that I shared there and turn it into a couple of quick podcast episodes. In the last episode, uh, which actually coincides with the first half of the presentation I gave, we talked about what makes blockchain networks different than your typical database structures. And then we talked about Bitcoin in depth, uh, or I should say to the best of my knowledge, in this episode, which covers what we discussed during the second half of the presentation, ironically, uh, we are going to be talking about Bitcoin mining, uh, which in regard to energy consumption, we've talked about here on the podcast before. Uh, and, and then we're going to talk about mining economics and maybe get into a little bit of news on recent Wall Street and institutional adoption. But before we get started, as always, if you have not already, please go ahead and subscribe to this channel, like the video, and share with your friends if you like what you hear. So what is Bitcoin mining? Bitcoin mining is the process by which Bitcoin transactions are verified and recorded on the blockchain network. Bitcoin miners use specialized graphics, processing units, or GPUs, and application-specific integrated circuits or ASIC computers to complete complex mathematical functions called hashes. Now, when Langston uh, joined me on the podcast last year for a discussion on emerging tech and real estate, amongst other things, we actually talked about Bitcoin mining and how much energy Bitcoin mining consumes. Uh, and energy consumption, environmental impact, and sustainability were major points of interest expressed during the presentation a couple of weeks ago. Now, we've looked at a couple of North American Bitcoin miners before here, uh, I think Marathon Digital Holdings and CleanSpark, but we're not going to be talking about those companies specifically today. However, I do want to talk about some updates to their operations in an upcoming episode, uh, so stay tuned. In addition to verifying transactions in a trusted, decentralized manner, Bitcoin mining also creates new Bitcoins to add to those already in circulation. This method of transaction verification is known as proof of work because miners must demonstrate that they have completed the work of solving these complex math problems to earn the right to verify a new block of Bitcoin transactions. Because of uh, you know, the extreme amount of processing power 
needed to mine the Bitcoin, there are several factors involved in the economics of Bitcoin mining. The upfront cost of mining hardware is the first major factor to consider. Uh, beyond the hardware, electricity costs are also a concern. And miners need an internet plan and a provider with unlimited data usage, which can add to the cost of mining too. Finally, one of the most critical parts of Bitcoin mining economics is the price of Bitcoin. The higher the price, the more of a financial payoff there is for Bitcoin mining. In the last video, we talked about the absolute scarcity of Bitcoin. The number of Bitcoin in circulation will never exceed 21 million as per its protocol. So when the demand for Bitcoin increases, there's only one variable that can change to ensure the demand and supply of Bitcoin are in equilibrium, and that's the price. Currently, miners earn six and a quarter Bitcoins in rewards for mining a single block, which is like a single page in the blockchain ledger. Miners also receive all of the transaction fees paid within that block. The amount that miners earn decreases by half, uh, at four-year intervals, so that starting in 2024, they will earn 3.125 Bitcoins per block. Uh, now, I, I think one key thing to remember here is that uh, I believe the difficulty level for the miners increases every four years, uh, also around the time of these halving events. Uh, and because their Bitcoin reward is cut in half, uh, having a strategy to fund operations and hash rate growth going forward uh, is very important. Hash rate is the measure of the total computational power being used uh, by a proof-of-work cryptocurrency network to process transactions in a blockchain. It can also be a measure of how fast a cryptocurrency miner's machines complete these computations. Bitcoin uses the SHA-256 hash algorithm for validating each block. This algorithm generates verifiable random numbers in a way that requires a predictable amount of computer processing power. Now, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Bitcoin geopolitics. Uh, I've done an episode where we looked at the article from BitcoinMagazine.com. Uh, China's Bitcoin ban is the most unnoticed geopolitical event of the decade. A and during the presentation, we, of course, talked about uh, that recent mining ban in China. Uh, you know, there have also been some relevant crypto headlines associated with the current conflict escalating between NATO uh, Ukraine and, and Russia, uh, Bitcoin continues to become more entrenched economically, financially, and politically in Western countries and really around the world. Um, not only do Bitcoin miners secure the network, uh, they convert energy into a digital monetary network, which has potentially profound implications for the broader international energy industry. We, we've taken a, a look at some recent institutional adoption of digital assets. You know, there was a good article published in Market Watch that laid out some of the key factors shaping institutional adoption, citing the current dip in price uh, as a potential good entry point for Wall Street firms. Um, I, I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, in, in conclusion, you know, hopefully I, I've done a good job explaining over the past couple of episodes, you know, at, at least to the best of my knowledge, what blockchain and, and what Bitcoin is. Um, and, and the thing is, we haven't even talked about uh, the taproot upgrade yet, right? Uh, 
Um, and, and Ethereum 2.0, they're saying, will be here before we know it. Uh, now, this is not a cryptocurrency podcast. However, this is a podcast that was founded on the idea of speaking about the most disruptive technological advancements that will play a role in reshaping society over the course of the next decades. And that being said, cryptocurrency is definitely here to f*** it up. So we're going to talk about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. Have a great day.